Thank you. Let's love the Lord together. struggle we will have is to overcome our fear a fear to step out a fear to get out of the boat amen but God's not going to let you sink I promise you God's not going to let you sink it bothered me one time I was in another place and the spirit of giving was sweeping the church and the enemy started tormenting me and said well, some of these people give to their own demise and they put themselves in jeopardy. And I felt like the Lord answered that by saying, nobody will ever give to me, but I don't take care of them regardless. Praise God. Now, rest assured, this is not about money. This is about your spirit. Amen. And I feel the Holy Ghost breaking something. But at the same time, I feel some of you kind of, you know, amen. Rest assured, God's in control. Rest assured that God is in charge. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Learn to live like that. Keep your hand open. Praise God. And don't let gold become God. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. Amen. Well, I know it's a little late. Um, what do y'all want to do? You want to go for a little ride? All right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Cold Jack over here. No, 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 no. You and your wife, y'all are going to decide what we do here. What do you, especially her, what do you want us to do? You want to hear some preaching? Okay. I'm going to preach, and if you get mad, then blame it on her after church tonight. Amen. <laughs> now, I don't say this lightly, and but uh, I feel a little resistance, and I feel a little attack against me physically. So that's why I'm going to preach. Because this is the only way I know how to do it, is to preach my way through it. And brother, we're fixing to declare war on hell around here tonight. Yeah. Praise God. I want to read to you from 2 
Kings, the 10th chapter. I'll begin with verse 15, and I will read verse 15 and 16. I will not preach long, trust me. Amen. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 10. Does anybody recognize what the Holy Ghost is doing? How many recognize what the Holy Ghost is doing? And some of you don't want to get involved because you're afraid of what the Lord's going to ask you for. I got news for you. You're going to lose it all anyhow. It's going to burn up anyhow. I hear the words of that song of old. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Verse 15 of 2 Kings 10. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him and said to him, Is thine heart right as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand and took him up to him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. Amen. So they made him ride in his chariot. I'm going to preach tonight. My text is in the form of a question. Can you ride in this chariot? Can you ride in this chariot? I feel that wild spirit about to get on me again tonight. I'm asking every one of you, don't dismiss it, say he's talking to somebody else. I'm asking you as an individual, can you ride in this chariot? I want to challenge some of you he-men. You got enough guts to get up in this chariot or not? I want to challenge some of you that think you love God. I want to know you got enough to get up in this chariot. You're just going to talk about it. You're going to sit down there and talk about revival. You're going to climb on up in here and see the zeal of the Lord. Oh, praise God. You're ready for a chariot ride. I want you to sound off to the Lord. Make as much noise as you can right now. Praise God.
You already sung it tonight. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. Woo! He may not come when you want Him. And it may appear that evil's getting by. But trust me, when God determines something is coming down, there ain't enough cover for the devil to hide his ugly feet or his ugly head. When God decrees, enough is enough. When God decides, this is over. I don't care how strong it appears. I don't care how entrenched it may look. I've got news for you. God's got enough dynamite to blow anything out of anywhere. Praise God. Amen. Elijah was fearful and afraid that Jezebel was going to get her way. Amen. But he didn't know. He didn't know. He's up here crying in this cave and, and fearful for his life. And, and he's eating food that's lasted him for 40 days. And finally, God comes to him and says, what in the world are you doing up here? Do you think I gave you that supernatural food to sustain you for you just to be up here hiding in this cave? I gave you what I gave you so you could get on down and anoint those that you need to anoint. And I'll tell you why you're going. I've got 7,000 that have yet to bow their knee to Baal. You go find Elisha and anoint him. And the story begins. Amen. Jezebel and her little regime is about to come down. Oh, praise God. Amen. Into the story comes a man by the name of Jehu. He is anointed by Elisha. He is told that God has a job, a specific job for you to do. He was a captain in the army of Israel. He was anointed to destroy Baal worship. Amen. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause just a moment because I want you to hear a little bit about Baal. Amen. Baal actually means Lord or Master. He is the Prince of Nature. He is represented in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Now, when Jezebel came into the land, she brought back to it the worship of Baal. Baal always expected the best of the animals and the first fruits from those who sacrificed to him. He coveted the best houses and lands and animals for his followers. If non-believers possessed property superior to the worshipers of Baal, it was according to their religion and law that it was justifiable for them not only to covet it, but to kill whoever owned it. Whatever you want, whatever you need, just step on whoever you need to step on to get it and to achieve it. Sounds like something familiar to me. I got news for you. Baal is alive and well in America right now.
Amen. Now, Baal's name was often designated as Zabel, which means prince. In the New Testament, we read the same thing, but Jesus called it, and the Pharisees called it Beelzebub, which meant he is the he was the god of the Akronites. It is a derivative of Beelzebul, which means the fact that he is a prince of demons. Praise God. He is a ruler of demons. Even the Pharisees accused Jesus. They said, you have cast these out by Beelzebub. In other words, you are operating under the spirit of Baal. Amen. Praise God. He said, now how can a kingdom... How can a kingdom stand that's divided against itself? This is foolish. How can I be casting myself out? Amen. Now, when, when Joshua and them, see, I'm, I'm trying to get this right. When, when, when they brought this into Israel or reintroduced it into Israel, a lot of it was worship through the sun, the moon, and the stars. They appealed to nature because Baal dealt with their prosperity. They prayed that it would, they prayed to Baal that it would rain and the ground would be fertile. And a lot of times their worship services were nothing more but orgies and acting out physically and sexually what they wanted the ground to produce. And so God hated the doctrine of the spirit of Baal. It was a direct attack against the fact that Baal is not the God of prosperity. He is not the God of fertility. He is not the God that the sun's going to shine, the moon will shine, the stars be in their place. So that the ground will give what it needs to give. And, and when Joshua come into the land of conquest in the 10th chapter and 11th verse, you're going to find out that there is a hell storm that God gave to show the Canaanites that it is not Baal that controls the nature. It is I, the Lord God Jehovah, that controls nature. It was a direct attack against Baal. Amen. The second thing that God showed them in the time of conquest through Joshua was the fact when he prayed that the sun would stand still and when it stood still again, it is another attack against the God of Baal, letting the Canaanites and all of them know, I'm God. This bunch of nomads that you don't think that just they just come out of Egypt and they ain't got nowhere else to go. I got news for you. That cloud over them by day and that pillar of fire by night is more than just some magic they learn in Egypt. The fact is I'm signifying to you that the only true God rests upon these people. And when you go to messing with them, you're messing with me. And I got news for every spirit Lake Charles. When you go to pick it on us, you pick it on God. I got tickled today at the table. Nicky was telling us, he's making a statement to back that he thought the devil ought to just leave him alone. And he said, you know, every time he comes, he gets a good whooping. And so y'all just learn to leave me alone. But you know, you know, the devil ain't got much sense, never had much sense. He was in heaven backslid and all that stuff that proves he don't have much sense. Amen. But I'm telling you right now that if the devil really knew what you had and knew who you really were, he wouldn't mess with you, hit back up, he'd try to stay away from you. But as long as he can lie to you and deceive you and keep you intimidated, 
created, he is not fearful of you. But the moment that you wake up and recognize that the gods of this nation and the gods of this world are not the true God, but the only God there is resides within me. I am a child of that God. Hallelujah. And so Baal worship is thriving and Jezebel is secure. Then all of a sudden, Jehu. The horses said, oh no. <laughs> Brother, when the, when, the, when the handler of the horses seen Jehu coming, he pitied for the horses. I have no doubt that Jehu had several conversations with the commander in chief. Jehu, you're killing horses. You need to slow down, Jehu. Have you ever heard the expression, they, they drive like Jehu? You never heard that before. Well, you heard it now. Amen. You drive like Jehu. Amen. Which means I can't drive 55. It means whenever the Bible says, here we go, praise God, amen. The Bible says that everybody knew who Jehu was because of how fast he drove his chariot. It says he drove it furiously, brother. He put the whip to it and they seen him coming. Everybody knew, here comes Jehu. Yeah, here comes old Jehu. You know it's Jehu, brother. He's breaking every speed limit there is out there. That's Jehu. That's got to be Jehu. I'm telling you, I'm married, Sister Jehu. I'll be asleep over in that van. I'll wake up. I look at the speedometer. I say, if you don't mind, I'd like to live beyond tonight. Oh, God, if she knew I was telling her, she'd kill me. Amen. I was preaching in Bossier City one time for Jonathan Suber, and she's going to drive down and meet me. And she got down. I tell something was bothering. Her. I said, what's wrong? And she said, well, I got stopped on the way down here. And I said, did you get a ticket? She said, well, no, he let me off. I said, well, how fast were you driving? She said, well, he said that I was doing 97. <laughs> she said, Mark, I want to ask you about something. I said, what? She said, does the speedometer stop at 85? I said, yeah. Well, does the car go faster than 85? I said, yes. She said, oh, then he was right. She had always thought that the car just did 85, and that's as fast as it would go. Brother, she had it pegged out. Boom. And when the officer told her, said, I clocked you doing 97, she started arguing with him. The car don't even do 97. And the officer knew she was being honest about it, got to laughing so hard. He said, lady, wait till everybody hears about this one down at the station. I'm going to let you go because this is the best one I've heard yet. <laughs> Woo! 
I'm telling have you ever seen that commercial, that, that Pioneer Stereo? Not on TV. Let's get that cleared up right here, praise God. Amen. Have you ever seen the poster <laughs> of that old that Pioneer stereo system the old boy's sitting in the he's sitting in the chair and the stereo so loud it's just kind of it's blown have you ever seen it's blown him don't act so holy right now amen that, that's kind of how it was when jehu got to drive it man if you had big lips it beat you to death when jehu was driving amen i wish brother emory was here because he gets to talk not because he's got big lips amen <laughs> Because he gets talking about riding in the car and his hair blowing in the breeze. Amen. I mean, Jehu, brother, when he put it down, he put it down. I mean, he comes screeching. He burned brake pads up faster than they could put them on. They changed up. Some of you don't have the foggiest idea where I'm going. Well, hang on. We'll fix to get there real fast. Amen. I mean, brother, every time he turned around, they just have to give him a new chariot. Jehu, slow down. You're killing the horses and you're running these chariots. You don't understand. If I got somewhere to go, I'm not going to lollygag to get there. Can't stand some of these people get out pokey okies, amen, out in the left flank, just driving around Sunday afternoon drive, just looking at the trees and just, oh, isn't that a pretty bird up there? And, 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 all, and they've got traffic all backed all the way up. Look, if you ain't got nowhere to go, get off the road. Some of us got somewhere to get to. And I'm telling some of you tonight in the spirit, if you ain't got nowhere to go in the Holy Ghost, get off the road. Some of us are headed somewhere. I'll just stab it right in the heart right now. You don't want to give. You don't want to get sacrificed. We're not just talking about money. If you don't want to get caught up in this, get off the road. You want to be fearful and afraid and live to yourself and live a self-centered life? That's fine. But get off this highway to heaven. Because, brother, I can't drive 55. My God. Now, he's got purpose riding on him. Elisha has told him he is going to destroy the king of Judah. He's going to destroy the king of Israel. He's going to destroy Jezebel. He's going to kill 70 sons of Ahab. And he's going to destroy Hazi's brothers. This man's got some purpose to his life. God said, I called you for a specific job. Go do it. God, well, I'm trying to be nice here. God hates people that move slow spiritually. Well, I just, just, just want to be sure. I, I had a boy one time trying to work with me and work and he could figure out more ways of doing something and never getting it done than anybody I've met in my life. <laughs> Brother Ewing, he would <laughs> he'd come up with more ways and well just pick one of them and do it. And, and, and he'd just talk about it and talk about it. And I finally got so frustrated. I said, look, son, 
you're never going to get anything done for God because all you want to do is sit around with your little Bible school buddies and talk about the ways you could do it. You're going to learn when it comes to God. You just jump right smack dab in the middle of it. Now, I don't want to mess some of your theory up. I'd rather have to back up. Boy, where did everybody go? I'd rather have to back up and say, all right, God, at least I tried. Then sit there and just look at it, look at it, look at it, think about it, ponder it, and 50 ways to do it, and 10 steps to a miracle, and I'm not going to take any of them. Amen. I kind of like people, when God gets to do it, they just... Well, 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 well. Now, he's on his way down to the house of Jezebel. And he meets this man by the name of Jehonadab. And Jehonadab is a descendant of Rechab. Now, if, if you don't understand what that means, the Rechabites made a vow to God a few years before. They were nomadic people. Their vow was, we will not drink wine, we will not build houses, we will not sow seed, and we will not plant vineyards or have any. Because God decreed to us that we may be many days in the land whereby we be strangers. If you read over in Jeremiah, the 35th chapter, you're going to find out that God made a decree to Jehonadab and the descendants of Rechab. He said, your seed forever will be a man standing before me. And I promise you in 1999, if you could find a descendant of Rechabites, there'd be a man somewhere living for God. I praise God. Now, when he found Jehonadab, when he found Jehonadab, he said, is your heart right with my heart? And Jehonadab said, my heart is right with your heart. In other words, are we in agreement on what this is all about? He said, we're in agreement on what this is all about. He said, then I want you to give me your hand. And when he gave him his hand, it was more than just he's helping him up in the chariot. When he gave him his hand, it was always a sign. I am yielding to you and submitting to you. Here's my hand. Wow. Whatever you want to do. And old Jehu said, come get in my chariot. And I can see old Jehonadab saying, oh God. I hope my life insurance is paid up. We know about Jehu's driving. He said, I want you to get up in my chariot. I want you to go with me. I want you to see my zeal for the Lord. And old Jehonadab said, let's go. And he climbed up in that chariot for one ride of his life. Woo. You know, if I read my Bible correct, Jesus gave the parable of the unjust judge and said, this woman come, and she kept coming back. Avenge me, my adversary. Avenge me, my adversary. He said, finally, the judge got sick of hearing her, and he said, all right, I'm going to take care of it. And then Jesus said, now, if the unjust judge can avenge her and give her her prayer request, he said, how much more is your heavenly Father going to answer the prayers to those that cry unto him both day and night? And he said, I'm telling you, when God does it, he will avenge them speedily.
Now it may take God time to get there, but I got news for you. When he gets there, he doesn't move slow. I just cut out half this message and go right for the throat of this thing. Amen. I'm going to tell this congregation tonight that there is a move of the Holy Ghost. It's like the chariot of Jehu, brother. It's coming through the land right now. It's not a slow-moving thing. It's a furious thing. It is a fast thing. And what the Holy Ghost is asking right now is, can you ride in this chariot? Can you climb up here with me? You know what the key to getting this charity is? You have got to submit to the will of God. My God. You hear me right now. This thing is not going to slow down. It's going to get faster and faster and faster and faster and faster until it's like a blur brother it comes hurling by you and you'll think superman just passed by what was that oh that's the chariot of jehu coming through the land that's the chariot of revival passing through north america i'm not preaching just to hype you up i'm telling you what the holy ghost said there is a chain of revival passing through, but it's not going to move slow. It's a fast moving thing. You can't just take your time to get on, brother. I hear the song of old. You better get on board, little children. You better get on board. We're not coming back to the station. Well, where are we headed, first preacher? We headed to destroy Baal worship. We are headed to prove to North America that gold is not our God. We're headed out to prove to others. We're going to put it all on the altar. We're going back to that original state of that early apostolic church. They'll not just talk about it in the book of Acts. They'll talk about it in this hour. They'll talk about what God's doing now. We're not just going to tell a story and try to preserve it. I'm telling you, you already said it. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God could do it then, he can do it now. Let the blinded eyes be open. Let the deaf ears be unstopped. Let the crippled limbs pop back into place. And I'll tell you something else. And I'm sick of hearing some of these preachers say, them people get the Holy Ghost by the thousands. They're not getting it. What they're saying is they don't even believe in the book of Acts. I want to say that again. These people who go around saying that God cannot give people the Holy Ghost by the thousands 
are denying the foundation. Because brother, on the day of Pentecost, there were 3,000 of them filled with the Holy Ghost in just a few moments time. My God have mercy. It looks like Jezebel's winning. It looks like Baal is prevailing. But I feel some anointing coming on right now. I hear Elisha coming through the church saying, I've come to anoint a Jehu. Get your chariot ready. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get ready to go, brother. It ain't going to move slow. It's going to be a fast work. It's going to be a furious thing. Well, I'm not sure I want to get on board. Adios, amigos. Hasta la mañana. See ya. Some of you are going to sit right there on that pew and try to figure it all out. And try to analyze it all out. People. I got a problem. You know what it is? I'm real inspirational. Yeah. I just do things impromptu. Yeah. If it hits me, let's go do it. Now that's good in some areas and bad in others. Because <laughs> when I see something I want to buy, <laughs> let's go do it. <laughs> uh, thank God for a good wife. <laughs> But I watch some people in the spirit, the chariot pulls up. Where are we going? Just come see the zeal of the Lord. Well, where are we headed? What kind of insurance you got? I don't want to get crippled in this thing. Come on, brother Ewing, this thing's getting too fast. It's going to overturn. All this giving and sacrifice and revival. We're going to flip this thing and I'm going to end up in, 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 in crutches with crutches or something. And, and, and <laughs> he said, I have it. Now, now, do you have a map? No. Can you show me the route we're going to take? Listen, when we put the whip to the horse, you, we're going to be moving so fast, you won't even be able to see the landscape. So if you want to go crocodile watching, you're going to have to find something else to do. Well now, can I see your credentials? Do you have any points against you on your driver's license? 
Have you passed the safety course? Are you a good chauffeur? Shut up and get in. And by the way, we can't drive 55. We got destiny on us. Mark. Do you have your CDL? <laughs> Put on your helmet. Fasten your seatbelt. Grab the edge of the chariot. Make it a little bloody wherever we're going. Jezebel's not going to like it when we get there. We're headed for the idolatrous places of Baal. We're going to walk into his little kingdom and say, Satan! Your kingdom is coming down! The rest of Lake Charles may live like that, but we will not live like that. We put it all on the altar. We give it to God. We are not our own. We've been bought with the price. Can you ride in this chariot? Huh? Can, can, can you ride in this chariot? Huh? Can, can you really ride in this? Do you think you're man enough to get a real apostolic revival? Do you think you can take the heat in the kitchen? Do you think you can sit there when the sword is drawn? Do you think you can say, let's go, brother. Let's see the zeal of the Lord. Can you ride in this chariot? Are you going to sit around and be fearful and afraid and say, Well, I don't know, brother. Hey, I don't know to it. It's time to get on board. It's time to step on. This thing's moving. And it's not. I said it's not. I said it is not going to slow down. Jehu, you're driving this thing pretty fast. You better lay off them horses. Some of you are ready right now. Well, been a good meeting. We could stop right here and say we've had a great revival. Sissy. Yeah, I called you a sissy. What do you want to do about it? Coward. Some of you are afraid to get involved. Some of you are scared to get on board. Start around a job like you're really somebody, but you're scared of spiritual things. You're scared when God goes to mess with your duck gun. Some of you are scared to death. God's going to ask you for that stupid TV you got. I hope it blows up tonight. Some of you are scared to get on board. Because where are we going? What are you going to kill? What are you going to take? Just get on board. 
Well, tell me what you want and I'll get up. No, 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 no. That's not faith. Get on board, brother. It'll be, it'll be the ride of your life. You'll never regret it. When we get there, you'll be glad you was there. I can't drive 55. Some of you never got out of second gear. And you're wondering, where's all these people going in a hurry? Oklahoma's the world's worst state for what I'm talking about. They get out in the left lane interstate and drive about 45 and I'm on my way to the airport and I'm running late and I can't miss the flight and they're doing 45 in the left lane oh in the trees pretty oh look at the bumblebees Oh, said, this is a wonderful drive. Where are we going? Don't know. We're just driving. Sunday afternoon drive on Tuesday. We're just having a great time. Don't know where we're going. Don't know what we're doing. We're just driving 45 miles an hour out here on major interstate. Got traffic backed up five miles behind us. But we're just putting along right here. Don't want to get in no hurry. And we sure don't want nobody to pass us. And when you try to come around, they look at you like, where are you going? What are you doing? Tell you where I'm going. And I'll tell you what we're doing. We're not going to stay in that lane and poke behind you. That's not what we're going to do. We will not allow North American mentality. We will not allow the gods of this world and this nation to rob us. We will not allow them to put us in the fast lane and drive slow. Did you hear me? I said we're not going to do it. Brother, that fast lane means what it is. It's a fast lane. And it's the lane, my God. It's the lane of faith. It's not a lane of logic. Here come old Naaman, wanting to drive 45. See, if you, if you want to figure things out and figure out the scenery, you got to drive real slow. Here comes Naaman driving 45. You think, I'm going to go down there and dip in that nasty Jordan River? And his servant said, Master, Master, we can't drive. Just get out in the fast lane. Put the pedal to the metal. What have you got to lose? What have you got? Somebody said, well, if I give $20 an offering and God don't give it back to me, what am I going to do? I won't get to eat. Good. Some of you look like you don't need to eat. I'm telling you, there's a spirit of fear. It's an overwhelming spirit of fear that says, if he had just tell me the steps to all this, <laughs> just get in the chariot. Naaman, what have you got to lose? Just put the pedal to the metal of faith. Get on down there. Get on in that nasty, muddy river. You're going to die if you don't. And brother old Naaman said, I can't drive 55. 
God been talking to some of you all afternoon. And you're like, about to have a panic attack. And the Holy Ghost is pulled up next to you. Can you ride in my chariot? Very quick. Just yield to me. You won't die in this chariot ride. And brother, when you see Jezebel thrown out the window, you'll be glad you were with me. I'm not trying to be crude, but when you see the blood splatter on the walls of the temple of Baal, you'll be glad you were with me. I was anointed to drive this thing. I'm not talking about me. God picked me because I can't drive 55. God knew what he was doing when he picked Jehu. He said, what I want, I want it done quickly. Let me look through the earth and find the fastest chariot driver I can find. There he is. Elisha, come here. Go anointing. I need somebody to take care of Baal. Jehu. Jehu, the Lord hath anointed you. Go do what God hath put in your heart. He got this chariot. Here he come. Drive and furious. John and Ab. Is your heart with my heart? Brother Ewing, you believe this, don't you? I believe Now, you know what God wants to know from these people tonight? Is their heart with your heart. Let's get something settled. Let's get something settled. Will you bring gifts and put them on the altar or not? Does not increase what they pay me around here. This is not about the evangelist getting rich. You hear me? I don't even want that started. I'm not preaching about this stuff so my offerings will increase. It's not the motive behind this. And if you knew me, you wouldn't even question that. It's not what this is about. It's not about so brother and sister you can go take vacations and buy condos and all this stuff. That's not what we're promoting. That's not what we're pushing here. No, 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 no. What we're talking about is people who are willing to do whatever God asked them to do for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're asking. People who will give their lives for the sake of the gospel. Now, I want to ask you, is your heart with his heart? And if it is, you need to extend your hand tonight. And climb up in his chariot. Can, can, can I just bear my heart with you a moment here? And I'm through. See, I'll tell you why that I feel 
I need to keep pressure on this. Because Brother Ewing, God has strategically chosen certain churches in North America that first and foremost, they will break it. And God will use them as a testimony to the nation. So the battle that we are in tonight and what the Holy Ghost is doing is not just to impact Lake Charles. This is intended to help break it all across North America. The young brother Robert kept making a statement. Oh, I've been down this here before. See, when you've been there and you've seen it and you know where it's headed, you want to kill people that don't want to go. You want to go back and get some of these old starchy Pentecostals that think they know everything about God, don't know anything about God. And grab a hold of them and shake them and say, you've been living in that depression mentality long enough. You've been fearful and afraid long enough. You've put your trust in gold and not God long enough. Well, you, let me ask some of you a question. What are you going to do when you wake up one morning and they tell you your money's no good? The God's going to be gone. There'll be Pentecostal people have nervous breakdowns. And they'll be, they'll be committing suicide in Pentecostal churches because they put their trust in gold. And all these folks that never prayed and never had to trust God before, they're going to be in a panic. All right. All right. All right. Just, just sit right there and see. But to those that have already passed the test, We've already put it on the altar. We've already given it. It's his. Brother, they've done come to that place. The good Lord giveth and he taketh away. But blessed. I gotta get off this. Feel the breeze blowing. Man, this thing's going too fast. Slow it down. Can't do it. We ain't driving anyhow. The Holy Ghost is. Just hang on. I'm having so much fun this day, Spirit, right now. <laughs> oh, God. Let me tell you why the economy collapsed around here and why this church went through a major financial deal is because it was in that moment that the enemy tried to destroy the faith of this congregation because of this moment. He wanted to mess your minds up and put fear in your heart and strike intimidation there where you could never recover. But I got news for you. Let me ask some of you that's been here a while. Did not God take you through it? When you didn't know how it was going to happen or where it would happen, didn't the Lord always come through? 
What are you afraid of now? Well, it's going too fast, and I, I, I'm afraid of fast-moving things. Well, you better start worrying about the rapture. I'm going to tell you what I've seen, and I'm, I'm through. Brother Robert, you remember one night there on the platform at that God showed me the moving of his spirit, and it started going across the North American continent. And as it moved, Brother Ewing, got faster and faster and faster till it was a blur. And then it went. And it was gone. He said, that is what I'm about to do. It's moving faster, faster. Folks, let me tell you something. You will be in services where they get it by the hundreds. You'll be in services where the old traditional way of coming down here and giving them a good massage will cease. It'll just fall. And while the preacher's preaching, they'll lift their hands and lift their head and go to talking in tongues. And visitors sitting next to you, the next thing you know, God will be, you go on, nasty devil of unbelief. I'll kick your high plumb out of here right now. I know what our old traditional concept says. One or two here, one or two there. You know, they got to train them. My God, you train a hundred as good as you train two. I'm glad the army don't feel like you can only train two at a time or we'd have no national defense. Put them all in boot camp. Put a gun in their hand. Put a bayonet on the end of it. Train them the way you want to train them and then send them out. Can you ride in this chariot? Boy, I wish I had a wheelbarrow or a chariot or something. Hey, go. Go find me a couple chairs. No, just two chairs. Andale pronto. There's one right there. There's two right there. That's fast enough. Just set them side to side. Yeah. Will you take the honor? I want you to sit in one of those chairs. Yeah, take, yeah. Take your whip. me feeling wild too. Now, and Jehu, just, just get there in that chariot. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now, we don't have a lot of time to do this. And, 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 and look, folks, 
it's fixing to get wild in Eastwood tonight. Now, I want you to do. If God's dealt you to do something today, do it. Just do it. Do it while we're doing this. Now, if you are a man in this place, and you, where are you going? You knew where I was headed, didn't you? <laughs> and you want to ride in this chariot. <laughs> Folks, I feel something happening in the Holy Ghost right now. Look out, devil! Here we come! We in our chariot now! Go on and do what you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. I said go on and do what you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah! 